0: Thank you for joining me today. I'm Karen Davis, the founder and president of United Poultry Concerns, a nonprofit organization that promotes compassion and respect for chickens, turkeys, ducks, and other domesticated birds. Today I want to tell you about two very special hens who came to live in our sanctuary Freda Flower and Mavis. Chickens, in my experience, have a core identity and sense of themselves as chickens, even if they have been deprived of a normal family life, that is, a mother hen, a rooster father, and siblings. An example is a chick I named Fred, the sole survivor of the classroom chick hatching project in which chick embryos were incubated in a mechanical incubator. Fred was so large and loud and demanding from the moment she set foot in our kitchen that I assumed she would grow up to be a rooster. She raced up and down the hallway, hopped up onto my shoulder, leaped to the top of my head, ran across my back, ran down my arm and onto the floor when I was at the computer, and she was generally what you might call pushy, but adorably so. I remember one day putting Fred outside in a pen with a few adult hens on the ground, and she flew straight up the tree to a branch, peeping loudly, wanting nothing to do with those hens. In time, that would change. Fred grew up to be a beautiful black hen whom I named Fred a Flower. Once it was clear that she was indeed a hen. Often we would sit together on the sofa at night while I watched television or read a magazine or book. Even by herself, Freda Flower liked to perch on the arm of the sofa in front of the television when it was on, suggesting that she liked to be there because it was our special place. She ran up and down the steps to the second floor whenever she pleased, and often I would find her in the guest room standing in front of the full-length mirror preening her feathers and observing herself. She appeared to be fully aware that it was she herself she was looking at in the mirror and not some other chicken. I'd say to her, Look, Freda Flower, that's you. Look how pretty you are. And she seemed already to know that. Freda Flower loved for me to hold her and pet her. She demanded to be picked up. She would close her eyes and purr, while I stroked her feathers and kissed her soft face. From time to time, I placed her outside in the chicken yard, and sometimes she ventured out on her own, but she always came back. Soon, however, I noticed that she was returning to me less and less often and for shorter periods of time. One night, she chose to stay in the chicken house with the other hens all night. From then on until she died of ovarian cancer in my arms two years later, Freda Flower expressed her ambivalence of wanting to be with me, but also wanting to be with the other hens, to socialize and nest with them and participate in their world and in the reliving of her ancestral experiences that she carried within herself. One of my most poignant memories is of a large, black, beautiful hen I named Mavis, that is M-A-V-I-S. Mavis had been dropped off at a shelter by a man who exhibited her at agricultural fairs. She must have spent her whole life immobilized on the floor of a cage with a keeper who treated her like a display object. During her first two weeks in our sanctuary, Mavis could not even stand up without crumbling to the ground and she was deeply shy and inexpressive. In the chicken yard, she sat alone by the fence and poked around a little by herself, but without showing or attracting interest. I saw no sign that she was ever going to recover from the emotional and sensory deprivation of her previous life. At the time, we had three white hens from the chicken industry. Bella May, Alice, and Florence. These three hens were the opposite of Mavis. All I had to do was crouch down in the yard, and here comes one of my three graces, as I call them, May, for example, bumping up next to me with her ample breast for an embrace. Immediately, Alice and Florence would plod over on their heavy feet to take part in the embracement ceremony. Assertively, but with no aggression whatsoever, they would vie with one another, bumping up against each other to maneuver the closest possible contact with me, and I would encircle all three of them with my arms. One day, as we were doing this, I looked up and saw Mavis just a few feet away, staring at us with her luminous, sad eyes. The next time, the same thing happened. There was Mavis with her melancholy eyes, watching me hugging the three white hens, Bellamy, Alice, and Florence. And then it struck me. Mavis wanted to be hugged, too. I withdrew from the other three hens, walked over, and knelt beside Mavis and pulled her gently toward me. It didn't take much. She rested against me in a completeness of comfort that seemed to include her gratitude, that her shy desire, Had been understood. After that, Mavis got lots of hugs and she became much more outgoing, joining with the other hens in their daily activities. It wasn't long before you could tell that although she was always quiet, she was finally happy. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and that you have found it informative and inspiring. Please share it with others in your social media network. Thank you very much for listening, and please join me for the next podcast episode of Thinking Like a Chicken, News and Views, and have a wonderful day. Thank you.